Hey, party people. You know, we talk about props all the time on Against All Odds. Will the next drive end in a touchdown? Will there be a turnover this quarter? If you're like me, you're constantly thinking about what will happen next on the field when you're watching the game on TV. Finally, there's a way for people like us to put our sports IQ on the line. Download the WinView Games mobile app and start making money on your sports predictions every quarter. Unlike Daily Fantasy, there's no draft, no research, and no algorithms. You play against real fans. Just go to winviewgames.com sal to download the WinView app today and start getting paid to watch live sports on TV. We're also brought to you by SeatGeek. You know, football's here, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game all season long. Whether you're planning a day out with friends, searching for a last-minute deal, or buying a gift for a loved one, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices. Fully guaranteed. Nothing beats being there in person for the biggest plays of the year, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. And it doesn't end with sports. SeatGeek also has plenty of concert, comedy, and theater tickets available, too. Best of all, my list Listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code ODDS today. O-D-D-S. That's promo code ODDS for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And we're also brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right. Thanks, Mighty Mighty Boston's. Welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with producer Tate Frazier. What's up, Tate? Hey, how's it going, Sal? Another Tate. beautiful night. Oh, it really is. And, you know, here's something that's making it more beautiful. This week, we have, we have college football. We have so much to talk about. College football, pro football, pro basketball. And then what happens this Friday? College hoops, huh? It happens. We're back. We're get, we even have a, a podcast, Mark Titus and myself. We're going to talk all about it this season, so it's going to be a lot of fun. What's the name of that? And I'm going to have Mark on uh, at the end of this podcast. We're going to go over some uh, NCAA championship uh, props and uh, bets. And what, what's the name of this new podcast? It is uh, One Shining Podcast. It's yeah. a little, little on the nose, you know, One Shining Moment, One Shining Podcast, but we're excited about it. Interesting. Now, what did uh, now Simmons picked that, right? It was uh yeah well you know he he played a hand he was very excited about it so we're excited as he is excited we're just sort of rolling with it uh, I think we we've both it's grown on us you know names are always weird it's always tough right 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 okay all right I like it one shining podcast and that's going to be a couple times a week you said yeah a couple times a week uh, we're not only going to talk about college wow. basketball though we may talk about you know some NBA stuff too just whatever strikes us uh, we finally have the freedom to speak as we want to so it'll be fun all right excellent excellent all right so we have Titus. And Tate coming up. We're going to talk NCAA basketball. But uh, before that, let me bring on my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's going on, guys? What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's up? What's going on, buddy? I feel like we wasted uh, everyone's time last week. A, a, a lot of it. We were touting. Uh, oh, first of all, we talked about Alfred Morris uh, total yards, right, Darren? <laughs> that 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 was, and then a few oh, hours later, gosh, what we a found waste. Ezekiel Elliott's what a waste. That didn't matter. And then uh, JT Barrett. I mean, I was probably the most vocal about him winning the Heisman. And then he goes out. What does he throw? Three picks, four picks. Now he's way down the list. I did give. A, I did say I like Mayfield though better than JT Barrett. You did say that. Okay. The last part. All right. I did say that. I did say that. Right. eight to one. So I'll have to go look. All I'm right. positive. I'm, there. I'm sorry, Bro, uh, brother Brian Parlay <laughs> Kid. You said actually that this game. You said like a month ago. You said that uh, Oklahoma Oklahoma State was going to be that was going to be the Heisman Bowl. But then you backed off that. But we're gonna. We're going to count that as a, as a victorious pick. All right, thank you. Mayf- thank, I could use that. I could use something. Brother, so thank you, <laughs> brother right, Brian. What is what are the odds for Mayfield now? Uh, Mayf- he's minus one seventy five now. I think he was, uh, yeah, he was eight to one going into the week, but yeah, minus one seventy five, and then that's followed by 
uh, I think Barkley is what he's about like two to one at the moment. Yeah, I think. and then Love, and then, and then Love guys. and yeah. Adams around, and then yeah, Barrett's like forty to one now. I think all of a sudden it's like someone wow. different every week. It's crazy. But um, <laughs> let's talk about Harry. Let's get you involved now. What happened? Let, let me uh, recap for everyone. You're on this thing. We're calling it uh, fifty-two by fifty-two. If you lose fifty-two pounds by Super Bowl fifty-two, I pay you fifty-two hundred dollars. Um, if you don't, you have to go on Hollywood Boulevard wearing nothing but a sandwich board that says, uh, I'm Harry Harry Hippo, the fat loser who couldn't lose fat, and you'll be singing Daughtry songs for an hour. Uh, that's what everyone's rooting for right now. But there, there was a bump in the road, maybe even literally. What happened, Harry? Actually, a, more, more than a bump in the road, it was a more like a bump on a mountain. Okay. But uh, I was... I was, uh, I was uh, very happy um, Saturday with my best bet selection, uh, winning with West Virginia and uh, going another wire-to-wire win. So on Sunday, I felt good. I set my alarm for 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got up at 6. I went hiking, and then I'm running up the mountain. I'm like, wow, man, I'm just banging it out. I'm, you know, and by the way, I'm, I'm, while I'm doing it, sometimes when I'm working out, I think we all do it from time to time. Like uh, we like to sing once in a while, you know, while we're working out. We like our music. Like obviously, I like mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm running up the hill, and I was celebrating my West Virginia. You mind if I give a little clip of what I was singing? Do you mind? Yeah, we might cut Boy. it, but yeah, go ahead. Let, let's let's let's. Uh, <laughs> I won't cut it, Harry. I'll let you see. I, I just with the West with the West Virginia win. I just thought, uh, you know, the John Denver. I just West uh, Virginia. Mountain Mama, I'm singing. Take me home, country road. <laughs> All right, Harry, I might cut Working that. out, singing. <laughs> get <Okay>. that? <laughs> yeah, we got it. So tell, then, get, uh, get to the good part where you running, mangle your leg. Then running down the hill, yeah. running down the hill, I just, Tate, I'm banging it out, working hard, <laughs> running hard, and I, I stepped it. on some sort of rock, that, some <laughs> conformed rock that just was jetting out to the side, and I caught my left ankle on it <laughs> and the bottom of my foot and I just went down went down caught myself before I fell off the mountain almost <laughs> and uh and um now I'm on the DL for it probably till at least Saturday from doing any working out so I didn't wow. go to uh Oh, I Saturday. I thought I thought this was that was it. I thought this was going to be like a 3 week. Th- you think you'll be back Saturday? It might be. It, it might it might be Saturday if I can try. I'm going to uh, try, but if I can't go, I might still be on the shelf for a little while. All right. Well, that's After what I'm that. rooting for. I have to be honest, I was about to pull a Tanya Harding on you and sneak up on the <laughs> lead pipe your uh, your uh, ankle anyway, but uh, and so now wouldn't you're... be the first time you've done that to somebody. <laughs> but uh, you, you, why are you running mountains? You need to lose like 14 pounds in 100 days now, and you're running up mountains. What are you, what are you driving yourself crazy oh, yeah. for? That's it. Uh, it's new new challenges, new challenges in life, yeah. new heights. Now he just won on an all you can eat uh, candy eating spree, though. No, I did, at the I, supermarket. I did, yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I wanted to. Yeah, I oh, tried to keep that great. a secret, but I couldn't do it with the boys. Oh, this is great for me. This is great. Because I, I picture you uh, laying in bed, not able to move, starving yourself, um, not not I, getting up except well, for every few hours uh, walking over to pick up the boss's dog's excrement. And that, that's that's the life I had pictured for you. That's uh, Well, put about. it this way. Over the last 24 hours, I've had nothing to eat except Whoppers and, smart, uh, and Smarties and... Uh, and sweet tart. All right, that'll get you. That there. I bought at the grocery store. All right, let's yeah. talk gambling. <laughs> uh, you know, by the way, I want some site to put this. Up. I would say Harry's like one minus one sixty to to uh, to win this bet. Although I didn't know oh, about the yeah. whoppers and sweet tarts and everything. But let's talk about gambling. Harry, as he said, he won again. I think is that like four college games in a row or three college games? I don't know what it is, but you've been on fire with your college picks, right? Right, and uh, like I said, back to back games, wire to wire, never had, never not. Covering the spread at all. Okay. All right. Last week I jumped Pretty on good. Brother Bry's parlay. Uh, Brian, we won the first two, and then we lost the last two, right? It was a four-teamer. It was going to pay about 12 to 1 or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was looking really good after that Oklahoma game. I, I assumed it was going to be tough getting one of the last two, but both of them shit the bed. Yeah, Virginia the, uh, Tech Michigan didn't show and, up, and, and Michigan and, rolled over Minnesota. That was Yeah, bad. Virginia Tech was awful. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, Parlay Kid, you lost with the Seahawks, you and everybody else. Otherwise, you had a nice uh, teaser going, oh. right? Of course. Uh, you know, see, you know, Eagles, Cowboys, easy, easy. 
Mm-hmm. Of course, the last one on there, Seattle, three missed, pretty much chip shot of field goals by uh, oh, Walsh yeah. there. Two missed two-point conversions that mm-hmm. they didn't convert. Mm-hmm. And on a three-teamer getting three points, it ties, which is a loser in, in the teaser world. Yeah. Uh, that was just a, it was a terrible teaser loss. Seahawks, I, they should be a little bit embarrassed over that loss. R- really embarrassed. And brother, as Brother really Bry pointed out, in the last three weeks, only one seven-plus point favorite has uh, lost outright. Right. So that's that's a killer there you for go. guys like us who play uh, teasers. But look, we're going to get it back. You know, what, what? what's interesting is you don't have to bet the spread. You don't have to bet the over-under. Bovada.lv has these props up, and we're going to go over them. Every week they have a nice... Nice little uh, menu of, of props you can play and not have to worry about the score um, every single minute. But So, for instance, Brian, Brother Brian, there's one that says, how many games will the Rams score 40 or more points in the 2017 regular season? The Rams have scored 40 points or more three times so far this season. They have eight left. The over four and a half is a number, so they would just have to do it two more times for a win. The over is plus 150, under four and a half is minus 200. Which way do you go? Do you go over or under here? Yeah, the over the plus 150 is pretty good, but I'd probably take the under 4.5 at minus 200. If you look at the first eight games they've played, the, the three that went over 40 sour against the 49ers, the Colts, and the Giants, and we, we know how bad they are. So right. if you look at their next eight games, I think they have maybe a chance in two or three of these games maybe to go over 40. They have uh, Houston this week would be one of them and then potentially the Niners at the end of the season, and then maybe like the Saints if they get into a shootout. But I don't expect them to get 40 points against Seattle, Minnesota, the Eagles, Cardinals, or Tennessee. So I, I think I would I would definitely lean heavy on the under here. I'm with um, you. It's 200. I would go under. Yeah. The, the only thing I would see is, and like you said, 46 against Colts, 41 in the Niners, 51 against the Giants. Uh, I don't see it happening at Vikings, at Seattle, or versus New Orleans. That's a tough one. So that would leave two out of four against the Texans, Cards, Titans, and, Ni- and Niners again. That Niners game, that, they could be sitting players anyway. They could be in the position where they would have yeah, a, exactly. a bye last game of the season. But uh, the only thing that scares me is the Rams' defense itself could score like 10, 14 points a game. I don't, I don't <laughs> understand. It's Harry's best fantasy player for sure, the Rams' defense. Has been for uh, many, many years. But – I would go well, zero line, right? Zero line for Harry. Oh, zero line. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If he breaks his leg, it's like Harry. They're in good shape. The unders in good shape. I would say under four and a half. Harry, speaking of you and your broken leg, will the Giants finish the season zero and eight at home? This is a real prop on Bovada. Will they finish the season zero and eight at home in the 2017 regular season? Um, they have four home games left versus Dallas, versus KC, versus Philly, and they finish versus Washington. The no is minus 500. The yes is plus 300. What do you say as a, as a diehard Giants fan? As a diehard Giants fan, I'm taking the plus 300 and saying yes. Mm-hmm. I'm off the Giants. This has uh, been an atrocious season. Like you said, they play KC, Dallas, Philly, and wind up uh, – Last game is New Year's Eve against Washington. And when we went over last week about Giants giving up a lot big plays and touchdowns to tight ends, playing Kansas City in Week 11, what's Kelsey going to do? He's going to rip them to shreds. Uh, there's been talk of benching Eli for rookie quarterback uh, Davis, we- uh, Davis Webb. In the four previous games, the Giants have played at home this year. They've been outscored 126 to 56. That's a 70-point differential in four games. Uh, and the only saving grace, which I can see, because Casey, Dallas, and Philly, all in the playoff hunt, all right there. Philly's been amazing. In Week 17, they are home for Washington, and the only reason why they might be able to pull out a win is if Washington is done by then, too, where both teams are playing their scrubs and everyone's getting benched and playing rookies and stuff to see what they can do to play, play out the season. But other than that, I'm saying the plus 300 is definitely worth a shot. Yeah, I, I, I was targeting that last game, too, versus Washington at home. And like you said, it could mean nothing yeah. to both, but it could mean something for Washington, which then uh, the yes looks even better if they lost the first three. Right. I think they're I mean, at least a four- or five-point underdog uh, versus Casey versus Dallas versus Philly, uh, all all uh, giant home games. I would go yes, three to one. The only thing I would say is that last home game, what's interesting is the last game of the regular season last year, the Giants – 
Let me get this right. The Giants knocked the Redskins out of playoff contention, right? So the Redskins have to be a little upset about that. Whether they need the game or not, they would love to send uh, send the Giants to a winless home uh, regular season, as if they yeah. care about this prop <laughs> at all. But it could be Geno Smith in there at the end. Uh, I would say yes. I would say 3-1 to one is right now. Parley kid, Darren. Uh, this, this I think, is yeah. made especially for you. I don't know how. They, they definitely had you in mind when they posted this one. Will Sashi Brown, absolutely the GM for the Browns, will he be with the Browns by the start of the 2018 NFL draft? Yes, minus 150. No, plus 110. I have a feeling I know which way you're going, but tell us. Well, Sal, it's not going to probably be the way you might be thinking. However, you're right. I think this pot, this podcast is the reason why this is even a, <laughs> a prop bet, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I really, this the only only thing I could think about. Uh, but, Sal, listen, word from good sources, and we have some good sources when it comes to the Browns, Yeah. Uh, say that Brown, that Sushi Brown sabotaged that McCarran trade, right? right? Now, listen to this logic, the way he explains it. It's ridiculous. Brown basically says that the issue with this was that they basically waited to the last minute to get this, and they couldn't get everything together, so they couldn't get it done on time. Mm-hmm. Like, so wait a second. Did you sabotage it, or did you just not get things done on time? So is it malice or right. incompetence? Yes, right. Right, isn't, what's worse? I mean, that, that's, they're both, it's both terrible. Right. So, uh, to me, he should be gone, but... This owner is going to be patient. I just think he's going to be patient. It would look so bad at this point because he would have to fire about 20 front office people. Mm-hmm. Sal, we also happen to know the vice president of player personnel for the Browns <laughs> who will rename nameless, but people could look it up. Okay? Sal, he's got what, a name. What does I mean, the vice president nameless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is well, he will remain nameless on this podcast. I gotcha. okay. I'm not going to say his name. All right. <laughs> okay. But what does the vice president of player personnel do? Can you tell me what 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 does that person do? In this case, or they evaluate uh, talent, right? Yeah. Don't they evaluate talent? They got to know football talent. So we know that this guy who was hired by Sushi Brown, okay, and is kept that was elevated to this title. We personally know uh-huh. this guy doesn't know a football from a baseball. <laughs> We know that. Like, the four of us, any one of us, and we might not know a lot, would know a lot more than this guy. Right. We would. And this is the honest, honest truth. Even this Harry? This is like... <laughs> not even, Harry. Even Harry. I would yeah. even vouch for Harry over this guy over this guy in a second. I think they would right? probably this have is like a George Costanza. Go ahead. Go ahead, guy. George Costanza. This is like George Costanza <laughs> being elevated to GM for the Yankees, right? Uh, this is what this guy has done. These are the people that are moving up in this organization. Mm-hmm. The owner cannot fire this whole, about 20 people you'd have to fire. Hugh Jackson is going to be the one to get fired. He is going to be the fall guy for this entire mess. Browns do have five draft picks in the first two rounds next year. Sushi Brown, for some ridiculous reason, is going to be a, given a chance to make those draft picks. Mm. He will be back. Okay? So... Take the minus 150 wow. on that. Yes, he will be back. And that's just for the owner to save face on this disaster. I, yeah. It is a disaster. They would have to get rid of everybody. And I think you're right. It's either Hugh Jackson or Sashi Brown or both. And um, it, maybe Sashi does. Now it says, will Sashi Brown be with the Browns? But like, it, could it be part of the grounds crew? And uh, by the start of the 2000, no. would that, does that pay He'd be the lucky. Guess? He'd be lucky to have that. <laughs> maybe the mascot? He'd be yeah. lucky. Yeah, you could jump in the Darren, mascot. Darren. Darren. <laughs> yes, Harry. Everyone's here. We could just at talk. Least, yeah. At least Costanza got Yankees. Uh, got the Yankees in cotton uniforms. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Nice, Harry. One, Harry. This, uh, you can't Harry, what believe, kind of what kind of medication believe. are you taking, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You remember that episode? I do. We do. That's we a good remember. episode. We remember it. I think uh, that Bavada <laughs> would probably put a prop out on the assistant GM, but he shall remain nameless, so they don't even know how to. They wouldn't even know how to set it up. But I know what you're saying. Vice though. president of player personnel. Oh, that's what it is. Right. Okay. It's, Vice president yeah, of player personnel. Yeah. Remains. I'm sure they have tons of those. Yeah. Okay. Come on. And we know, guys. We do know. Come on. That. How is that guy? How is he vice president of player personnel? I don't like, know. That is. If people knew, if people knew this, 
Yeah. They they wouldn't believe it. If they wouldn't believe it. Uh, if anyone knows of a good lawyer for uh, the parlay kid, uh, reach us at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. Um, all right, anyway, that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifect and I, we set sail, tackling make-believe gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week... The proposition is a simple one. Usually we go with layered and we go with one sport and another sport or something going on in, in pop culture, but this is simple. Who wins in the octagon? Deion Sanders, minus 170, or Tony Romo, plus 150? Now, there was a, a war of words earlier in the week. I don't think Tony Romo meant to start a war. He talked about, uh, was it Marcus Peters? He said he doesn't like tagging. They were showing a replay. He said he doesn't like tackling. Uh, he doesn't like tackling as much as Deion Sanders doesn't like, like tackling. Deion Sanders comes back with a nuclear bomb, starts talking about Tony Romo's record. He's never won anything. I didn't pay for this Hall of Fame jacket. Really, really uh, crazy to come back with. Deion Sanders makes fun of himself for not tackling. He would say, they don't pay me to tackle. And uh, that was not what Romo was going yeah. after. Anyway, what would happen if these two fought? Let's start with you, Brother Bry. What do you think? All right, so yeah, these are two great athletes, two of the better uh, NFL athletes, right, overall, between mm-hmm. uh, Dan with uh, baseball and then Romo with uh, golf and basketball. So I'm going to, you know what, I'll give you a few a few pros and cons for each of them, and then I'll let you know what I'm going to take here. But obviously the pros for Dion, I mean, obviously he's a far superior athlete. I mean, the speed and stamina would be like such a big advantage. It would be ridiculous. The, the con with Dion, though, is... Obviously, he doesn't like to get hit. That's one. And then the other is, have you ever seen him throw his left hand? Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the, the fight he was in with Andre Ryzen. If you look at that, oh, yeah. he throws this really like soft, left-looping hand. So wow. it doesn't seem like he's been in too many fights in his life. So I, I, don't, I don't know on that. Uh, if you look at Romo, though, obviously he's going to have a huge size advantage, right? He probably is about... 30 pounds more than Dion, I would say, at least. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, obviously he's got, you know, some perseverance. You know, I think he'd be, he'd train a long time for this fight. I think Dion would take it for granted that he would win easily. So I think that's a pro there. But then on the cons, you know, I'd say Tony uh, lacks elite athleticism. Yep. And mm-hmm. then also, I, I doubt Tony's ever gotten into a real fight in his life. I mean, you mm. would probably know that, Sal, but I would say he's never gotten into a fight. Interesting. So, I'm going to lean towards Dion in this one. I'm, I'm basically going to say that Dion's going to jab him, move around the ring, jab him for about two rounds. Tony eventually will tire out, and then I'm going to say what happens. He, he trips over Dion's foot by accident, and he breaks a bone in his back, and then that's it, and then oh. that stops it. So I'm going to say uh, a Dion minus 170. Oh, I hope one. it doesn't wind up like that. All right, all right. Parley <laughs> kid, what do you say? Uh, D, I think I know what you're saying, but let's well, let's hear uh, it. You 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 kind of nailed this with the whole thing. I mean, Romo didn't say anything mean spirited. You know, he was just doing his job, and he he said something. D, Dion, like you said, it was kind of uh, mean spirited what he kind of came back with Romo. But that being said, neither guy really said anything that wasn't true. I mean, right? But I just thought the way Dion came back with it. That, you know, that really wasn't necessary. Dion, you're a Hall of Famer. Relax. Yeah. Relax. You're in the Hall. You know, you don't have anything to prove. But listen, tail of the tape, Romo 6'2", 230. Dion 6'1", close to 200 pounds. And I think that's that's in their, you know, their, their prime uh, playing days. Dion's one of the greatest athletes of all time, right along with Bo Jackson when we grew up, mm-hmm. right? Uh, two tremendous athletes. But Tony Romo is probably the most underrated all-around athlete of all time. There you go. All right? NFL quarterback. Oh, boy. Very very <laughs> nifty. Very nifty on his feet. He's nimble. Uh-huh. He's nimble. Okay? He's a gym rat. <laughs> Karan Butler himself, and forget about what Harry's going to tell you, Karan Butler himself <laughs> said Tony Romo would have been a very good NBA basketball player. Right. Okay? That's, we, we know he's a very good golfer, and Tony Romo's best buddies growing up Personally told me, personally told me that he was an excellent soccer player and an excellent baseball player growing up as well. Right. Probably, so, to me, one of the most underrated athletes of all time. Dion showed by this war of words that he is not mentally tough. That's what he showed me. I Plus, like so how many times do we have to listen to Dion have hamstring problems, right? Yeah. 
Oh, my hamstrings, they hurt. Yeah. Tony Romo, this guy, and we all know this, he's played with broken fingers. He put himself back onto a field with a broken collarbone. He's played with a punctured lung and broken ribs. He played six weeks like that. He played with, he led a game-winning drive against the Redskins with a broken bone in his back. Yep. This guy is as tough as they come. You put these two guys in the octagon, I don't care. Neither of them have fighting experience. Yep. Romo's going to pound him. <laughs> He's going to pound him and it. put him away quickly. I love it. And can you please make sure Romo listens to this whole thing? I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get him to listen Thank to this. You. I'll say this because also. Because, honestly, he would pound him. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm no. sorry I am. Huh? <laughs> I think Romo, uh, here's the thing, like, yeah, yeah, what what Dion said was true, but not for lack of trying. Tony Romo didn't try to uh, lose playoff games. Dion, you tried to not tackle guys who were right in front of you. And I would say. Good point. Uh, so that's it. So that's another week of Captain. Mo- oh, wait, Harry, you want to speak? <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> I was not going to let Harry speak. Go ahead, Harry. Let's hear, let's hear what well, you have to say. Go ahead. Well, you're not going to believe what I'm about to say uh, because I'm taking Romo at plus the 150. Yeah, well, it's going to be some snide uh, bullcrap. Go ahead. However, yeah. however <laughs> you guys are just missing the obvious. Mm-hmm. And the obvious is that he'd call his pal, his ex-boss, Jerry Jones. He would get involved in this sort of thing. He would talk to Dion. And it's obvious it would be fixed because pretty boy Tony doesn't want to get hurt. Jerry would set up a payoff uh-huh. system between him and okay. Dion, and then something like that. Wow. And then Jerry takes care of it because there's a you know it would just be Dion would just be another long list, uh, another another one of the long list of puppets for Jerry like Romo, like Garrett, <laughs> like Troy Boy, like Switzer. Jimmy Johnson wasn't Switzer, buying it, Switzer. and that's why he went bye bye. So it's going to be a fix. It's a setup. And, of course, I'll take Romo at plus the 150 because Jerry will take care of it for him. All right. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Romo, Dion is 50 years old. Romo's what, Darren? 38, 39? He's, he's uh, 37, right? 37. He's not 38 yet. And like you said, Brother Brian, we know uh, Dion's not going to dive in on Tony's legs because he's, he's allergic to tackling. He's never done in his life, and he's not going to do it now. But here's the one thing I will say. Tony's got giant hands, giant hands. Remember when yeah. we went to that dinner and he's, yeah. just, you know, he's like yeah. pontificating and talking with his hands. Monster, monster hands, and he's gonna wallop, yep. wallop Dion right in his sternum. Prime time is down for the last time, and also Romo's the angry <laughs> one in this situation. I say Romo inside yeah. a minute. I would take the plus one fifty, and Harry, you're fired. And that's another week of uh, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. I actually, uh, Tate. I should ask you. Well, who do you think? What would you say? I'm going to say Romo too. Why right, not? Good. Why not? Good. Just just for the good of uh, Parlay nice. Kids pitch to Romo to work for him in his PR campaign. You know, right? I'll help him out. I love it. <laughs> Harry's out of his mind. Jerry Jones again. What is he talking about? <laughs> I was Team Harry until he threw the whole conspiracy about you know paying people off to the side. That's just a, a, a little bit too far for me, Harry. I'm sorry. I'm usually yeah. on your side. Well, he, <laughs> he fell down a mountain and hit his head. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> All right, let's talk eHarmony. You know, if you're trying online dating, chances are you've run into lazy text messages, dead-end conversations, and random matches that don't turn into dates. You can't get to know someone just by looking at their picture. eHarmony is unlike many other online dating sites. They're built to help you find lasting, meaningful relationships, not a shallow hookup site. They've helped over a million people find their perfect match. eHarmony uses years and years of science, data, and psychological research to send you the right matches. It brings compatible people together. There are plenty of hookup sites out there. This is not what they are. Right now, my listeners can get a free month with eHarmony when they sign up for a three-month subscription. Enter my code ODDS O-D-D-S, at checkout. We have our boy Kyle on this, right, Tate? We should have the match come on the podcast with Kyle and they talk about their relationship. I would love to do that. And let me tell you something. 
this is going to work. Some some girl's going to get really lucky. Kyle's a hardworking guy, handsome as the day is long. And you know what? He signed up. He said it only took like six or seven minutes. So good for him. Stop waiting and start your journey to a satisfying, meaningful relationship. It could be fun to play around with online dating apps, but when you're ready to fall in love with someone and have a meaningful relationship, there's one app that's built to bring you real love, eHarmony. Come see how eHarmony can change your life. Go to eHarmony.com and get started. Enter my code ODDS at checkout. All right, now for my favorite part of the show, Sharp Tank, the degenerate trifecta. Individually, they pitch me their bets, and I buy one of them for the week. I haven't been that good. I think I've only won once, right, Tate, in like seven weeks or something? Yeah, with Harry, with Wake Forest. It was with Harry, with Wake Forest. Now, can he keep it going? Harry's won like four in a row. Brother Bry's struggling a little bit. Carly Kid, you're ice cold, right? Should we start? Yeah, should we start super. with you? Should we start with you, or what do you think? Yeah, well, why not? Okay, let's start with you. Might as well start with me and get it over with, Sal. Let's and, do. That's that's it. I really think I have one this week that I, I like. Which one don't, don't you like when you bet something? But mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna come come at you. So I'm going back to my parlay ways. Teaser's not working, so I'm taking an NFL six-team parlay Whoa. this week, Sal. All right. Okay, wow. six teams. All right, you know there's some heavy favorites, and like you said before, um, Seattle losing the other day was one of the first time in weeks mm-hmm. that a heavy favorite uh, has lost. So, unfortunately, you try to avoid that. I think what's happening here in the NFL, you could see with some of the brawls that were happening, some teams are quite frankly giving up, Sal. Mm-hmm. They're, they're reaching their wits end. Uh, you saw what happened in the, uh, the Saints-Bucks game. Um, and what other game was there? A big ball. Cincinnati, the AJ Green. Yep. Uh, that thing was that was out of control. All right. Um, and Sal, right, Sal. But let's face it, that that same thing when when uh, Mike Evans came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? That that was reminiscent of you in 1992 <laughs> softball game. Hard slide into second base, Tate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Our second baseman gets a little dusted up, little dirty slide. Little some words are exchanged. All of a sudden, this flash comes running in from left center field. Yeah. Boom, hits this guy, knocks this guy about 10 feet back. There you go. Sal, out of nowhere. Ooh. Sal, out of nowhere. It was super impressive. Sal, Sal at that time, was one of the fastest guys you've ever seen. Oh, thank um, you. Oh, I very fast. I want to fight Deion so Sanders. You got, you, got my, you got my juices coming, going now, Darren. All right. That's I like it. That. That's it. I mean, you had to see. Full, full had a steam from left center. <laughs> got, he got ejected too. He did get ejected from course, that. After that. Of course, so it was very impressive. So anyway, let me get back to my parlay. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, do I, if I have to give it to you, I'll give it to you. All right, so so I'm going with a six team, mm-hmm. heavy favorites. Starting with the Panthers. This is um, my first five are going to be on the money line. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I like the Panthers against the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolphins are they the worst four and four team in the history of football? I, 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 I say it every week. I feel like they've lost like seven games this year. I, yeah, this, Exactly. This, and they're brutal to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're just not fun. The Panthers are a different team when Luke Keekley plays. It's kind of like when Sean Lee plays on the Cowboys. Yeah. You know he's going to miss three or four games a year. You hope that's all he misses. But when these guys are playing, the team seems to win. It really solidifies the team. Panthers over the Dolphins. I love the Pats. Um, coming off the bye week, they're at the Broncos. If Brock Osweiler is going to start, Denver might as well just give up. Mm. Like, why are they even playing these games for? Okay, their defense isn't like it was a couple years back when he was starting and winning games. So I like I like the Pats as well. Of course, I like the Lions. They're playing the Browns. The Browns are destined possibly. They're on pace maybe to become the worst team of all time. Mm-hmm. You've got to go with the Lions. They're coming off a big win, short rest. I think this game could be a little closer than expected, but I'm just taking them to win. Got to like the Lions. Rams against the Texans. Rams home. Texans are coming off a terrible loss to the Colts. Without Deshaun Watson, they are a totally different team. I mean, Deshaun Watson really would have been an MVP candidate, especially after you see how bad they are without him. The Rams are firing on all cylinders, um, which I wouldn't have thought start the season, but they look, they're ahead of schedule. They're fighting for that division title. I like the Rams to win. Game five, Steelers. Okay? Um, 
They're playing the Colts. The Colts are coming off a win. They're going to have a letdown. Steelers are coming off a bye. They're prime. They're getting. They seem to be. I don't know. They seem to be peaking uh, right now. The Steelers playing better football. I, so those five I like just on the money line. Then to boost the value to make this a plus uh, three fifty five parlay, I like the Bills getting three points against the Saints. Okay. Um, the Bills coach, Coach McDermott, they have the extra rest. They're coming off their worst game of the year against the Jets. They're slightly embarrassed. McDermott is a really no-nonsense coach. He's been riding his team real hard this week. The Saints, this is not your typical Saints team. They're running the ball better than usual. They seem more uh, inclined to play better outdoors in a colder environment like Buffalo, but they're due for a loss. The Bills, I think, are going to show up big time in this game, but just to be sure, I'm going to take the three points with that. So I'm going to take those six teams at plus 355 right. parlay. All right. Panthers, Pats, Lions, Rams, Steelers on the money line. Bills plus three over the Saints. Okay. I'll evaluate that uh, after I hear all three. Okay. Brother Bry. Now let's go to you, Harry. Let's go to you. You've been hot. You're going college okay. again. Going college again. Last week I went against Iowa State. <laughs> this week at home, I'm taking the Cyclones plus seven versus Oklahoma State. Let me tell you why. Right. Uh, this is more of a play against Oklahoma State than me really loving the Cyclones. But with last week's loss to Oklahoma and losing earlier to TCU this season, Oklahoma State can pretty much cancel their chances of making it to the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma State is also 0-2 versus AP Top 20 teams this year. Iowa State is 2-0. In six conference games, the Cowboys have given up 205 points on defense, while the Cyclone Stingy D has only given up 88 points. Now, last year, Iowa State was only 3-9, but only lost to Oklahoma State in Stillwater by 7 and Oklahoma State was 10-3. and three. And then little deja vu happens the year before in 2015 where Iowa State again was 3-9, and nine, and Oklahoma State again was 10-3. and three. And Iowa State only lost to Oklahoma State that year by four. In Iowa State's three losses, they have only been beat by a combined po- total of 17 points. And if Iowa State were to win outright, and Oklahoma were to beat TCU, Iowa State would be back in the driver's seat to be in the Big 12 title game with their wins earlier this season against Oklahoma and TCU. So Iowa State plus the seven at home against Oklahoma State. All right. Hmm. Okay. All right, Brother Bry. What do you say? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I kind of actually like both of their picks this week. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but I hate right. Harris. <laughs> Tate, but I, Tate, it, you it, don't it, like Harry's, right? Uh, Tate? Yeah, I, I love Harry's. Oh, you do? I understand it. You know, nice. I get it. Other people hey, won't get nice. it, but uh, I'm on your side, Harry. Tate loves everything, Harry. This is ridiculous. I know, this is getting crazy. It's getting crazy. <laughs> well, you got the uh, Harry doesn't have a think, brother, you know, so I'm trying to jump in there and help him out. By the way, no, Harry, he, Harry does have he's a brother. He's got a brother, <laughs> and he's spectacular. I, that it's not fair to say he doesn't yeah. have a brother. Not on the podcast. Tate, Tate, yeah. Tate, Tate loves me almost as much as Darren loves Tony Romo. Almost. <laughs> right. It's close. And as much as you hate Jerry Jones. I don't Jones. know about that. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right, yeah. Brother Brian. What do you say? I appreciate it, Tate. Of course. <laughs> right. But, yeah, but this, this, is, uh, this is turning into a pattern. Yeah, Harry and I keep doing the college, and Darren's doing the NFL. So, and I'm going to stick with college as well. And I'm going to do a two-team money line college parlay. And I want to take the, the two most important games this weekend. No disrespect to the Oklahoma-TCU game, but I wanted to do the two games I'm going to watch the most. It's going to be the Georgia-Auburn game and the Notre Dame-Miami game. So I'm going to go with those two. And so for the first one, I'm going to take Georgia minus 150 money line over Auburn. I mean, a lot of people feel like this is a trap game. I, I think that's what the consensus right now is that it's a trap game. But when you start looking into the numbers a little bit, everything still kind of leans towards Georgia. So Georgia's 9-2 and two against Auburn. 
Auburn in the last 11, and they're also 5-1 and one against the spread in the last six against them. Wow. Uh, another stat for Georgia is Georgia's 4-0 against the spread away from home this year, and they're also 7-0 and dating back to last year on the road. Versus if you look at Auburn, I think they're – while they're 4-0 at home, they're 1-2-1 and against the spread. And, again, I'm not doing the spread here. I'm taking them on the money line here. But mm-hmm. I, I, I seem to, just from the eye test, I mean, I do love watching this Georgia team. Auburn, obviously, has probably had the tougher schedule overall. But I'm going with Georgia with that offensive line that they have and that tough defense that they play. I think they'll be able to control the ball. I do, I do think it's going to be a close game, and I'm looking at maybe 27-23. But I just feel like Georgia, to me, I did pick them at the beginning of the year to win the SEC at like eight to one, and I, I just feel like they're they're just riding high, and I, I just think they're they're the better of the two teams right now. Right. And then in the the next game as well, I'm taking Notre Dame minus one sixty over Miami. Look, like I I, I keep I, I told you this last week. I'm probably just going to keep picking against Miami until they lose because I think they're eventually going to lose. I, I just don't feel like they're a playoff team and. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at their schedule, I, I know Virginia Tech was a big game for them. I just think also Virginia Tech played awful last week. I mean, they turned the ball over. They, every time they were on Miami side of the field, they were turning the ball over. If you look at the numbers again on this one, Notre Dame is 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven. And the one that they didn't cover was the Wake Forest game last year, that last week that they were blowing Wake Forest out in. And they pretty much just let them, you know, back into that game. And also, I know Adams and Wimbush were – we're a little banged up there as well. But, it, again, if you look at the body of work, they've had blowout wins of 20 or more against USC, NC State, and Michigan State. Whereas, you know, Miami, again, their one big win, I would say, I'm, while they did beat Florida State, I'd say their one big win was the Virginia Tech game. So I look for Winbush probably more so than Adams this week to create some plays. And I, I, I think I could definitely see Notre Dame winning this one by between, like, 10 and 14 points. So those two on a two-team money line college probably is – Plus one seventy. I mean, not not overly great odds, but uh, I do love Pretty those good. games, and I uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch them, especially. And I I'm really rooting against Miami, and I've always hated Notre Dame. It's weird, but I think just because Harry loves Miami so much recently that yeah. I'm just that's another reason I'm going against recently going against recently. Yeah. I picked them to win the <gasps> ACC before the season started, five to one. You, recently, you did, you did, you did. I don't know, <laughs> Harry. You know, every since Harry, you know, he's losing weight. He's getting smarter. I don't know what's going on. He's so full of himself right now. It's crazy. It's craziness. All right, Very let me cotton. look at these three. Let so, me look. So full of whoppers. Well, That's it's right. food for thought instead of just food. That's right. <laughs> All right, let me look at these. All right, All right. Darren, the parlay kid, came out came at us first with this uh, six-teamer. Panthers over Dolphins. I like that. Dolphins' third night game in a row. Crazy. Uh, Tate, what do you think about that? We discussed this earlier in the week. I feel like... get tripped up? Yeah, this is a weird game where I feel like the Panthers actually lose. Really? (laughs) Which is is sort of scary. I I, I like it on paper. They should win, but I I can't trust that team. I still don't trust that team. I think if they win, I think it's close. I I don't think it's going to be an easy watch, for sure, for for Panthers backers. But I think they win. Pats over Broncos, I really do like that. I like the money line. Um, their, Their defense is playing really really good lately. like I think they've given up like 51 points in the last four weeks um and now against Osweiler who like if he turns the ball over once I think it's over and he's due for at least good for at least two or three Lions over Browns of course easy Rams I think just score too much uh even if Savage had a good game um I think the Rams win that the Steelers I don't think the Colts are bad I think that's a close one uh, but the Steelers are due to to run it up at some point. You got to see a thirty five point game out mm-hmm. of them. Bill Saints, Darren. I have to admit, like I saw, I crossed that game off immediately, and it and it's not because of one. I, I just I can't pick either of these two teams. Like I bet against the Bills all the yeah. time. I oh. I lose, and then I don't bet. I stay away from them, and they lose to the Jets. Saints, same way. I bet them big, and they don't cover. Or I bet them. It's, it's I, I feel like I'm not. I'm not in a good groove with either of those teams, but let's put that aside for a second. Harry, Iowa State plus seven. I just, this Big 12, and Brother Bry will attest to this, we bet the Big 12 all the time, and we're, we're on the short end almost every single time. Now, Bry, we had Oklahoma against Oklahoma State, but you could be up 35-10 in the fourth quarter, and it's not over. I just, I can't stand betting this conference, and... <laughs> What did Mason Rudolph have? Or what did what did he have? Like 450 yards against Oklahoma. Yeah. 
It's just yeah. tough. It's tough again. And I hate Oklahoma State. I just don't know. Uh, Brother Bright, Georgia and Notre Dame. What are they? The Georgia's number one in the country, right? Alabama's Yeah, two, they're right? one. They're one. Notre yeah, Dame yeah. is uh, three or four? They're three in Clemson's four. So you're getting yeah. number one and number three on a money line parlay at, at, at plus when you're getting a plus back? I know they're both road teams. Uh, I just don't see it. I think someone's going to get tripped up there. I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't bet against either of them. Go but... off the board. You're going to have to go <laughs> off the board tonight, Sal. <laughs> no. No, I'm not. I'm going with you, Parlay Kid. I'm going with you. I'm oh. taking yours at plus wow. 355. I think four of those oh. are sure things. I think one of them is going to be close. I will be uh, eating our fingernails uh, Monday night. I think the oh, Bills, my. Saints, I wouldn't take it, but it's supposed to be about 40 degrees and uh, crappy out. <laughs> and uh, I'm taking the Parlay Kid at plus 355, and I know Harry likes that because that means he's going to win. Right, Harry? <laughs> you know, if, if 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 you have to give Darren a uh, a pity pick once in a while, it's okay. <laughs> I understand. All right, that's I a get pity. it. That's my pity pick at plus three fifty five. Panthers over it. Dolphins. Pats over Broncos. Lions over Browns. Rams over Texans. Steelers over Colts. Those are money lines. And then Bills plus three over Saints. Might want to buy a half a point. That'll bring it down to like plus three hundred or three ten or something, or maybe a little lower. But anyway, that's Sharp Tank. I bought the Parlay Kids. Pick. You could follow these guys on Twitter. You can follow all of them on Twitter. Finally, you can follow yeah. me at Congrats, the cousin Harry. Sal. Brother Bry is at B S Z O K eight sixteen. The Parlay Kid at the Chalk Talker and Harry at A A O Harry. You have you follow him. See some uh, really super cute emojis and uh, <laughs> Lawrence Lawrence Moten. If you're not following Harry, uh, please do. He's very very excited about that. Um, very. That's it. Thanks, fellas. Stay tuned. We're going to have Tate Frazier and Mark Titus talking college hoops. All right, let's talk gambling. My bookie. About time. Believe it or not, the holidays are just around the corner. You believe that, Tate? I can't believe it. It's true. That means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending, but it also means there's lots of football, basketball, and hockey games you can score big on every day. And MyBookie is the place to score serious cash on your sports predictions. It's your hookup for all your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. Play like the pros on game day with money line, side, or total. Oh, I love the money line. I love the live odds, Tate. I love it. Right in the middle of the game, you can win money. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out yourselves. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use the promo code SAL, that's my name, to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, welcome back to Against All Odds. Cousin Sal. NCAA basketball starts this Friday. How could that be? What is this called, Tate? Midnight Madness? <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it? What do you mean? The opening nights? Yeah. Like they, so every, every school, pretty much, every big program, they have their own little special. You know, it's like uh, basically a blowout night where they bring everyone in, and it's usually at midnight. Yes, they, used so. to, they used to do the uh, aircraft carrier thing. Yeah. Oh, right. That was a disaster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, people were getting seasick. Like, right. the ball was getting slick. Uh, it was yeah. a whole thing. I think, wasn't it Carolina and Michigan State? That was the last time they tried it at the aircraft carrier the one, game. Ohio State and Marquette played in South Carolina, and the court built up condensation because it was out on the water. And <laughs> yeah, they get it right. They couldn't, huh? even, they couldn't even play the game, and they canceled the game, and then I think it was... It was All like, right, anyway. listen, that other voice you hear, obviously that's Tate Frazier with us, but the other voice, voice, Mark Titus. And Mark, thanks for coming, man. It's, it's be good fun. to be here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kiss your ass a little bit. Why? I, I listen to the pod, and I don't gamble. So I'm a great. Uh, that's uh, I think that's like the best compliment you can give. Oh, that's you, perfect. As, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's great. You know, like Thank everything you. you're saying is irrelevant to me, but I still enjoy yeah. listening to it. So yeah, it's uh, relevant to almost everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, nonetheless. And I, by the way, I, I value your opinion now more than anybody because you don't, don't gamble. gamble you're looking at these odds uh, from a different perspective. Uh, Titus and Tate will have their own podcast. What's going on? Tell us about this. Yeah, we're doing a podcast called One 
Shining podcast. I love how you stuttered as yep. you said it because you didn't even know. I'm Oops. very confident in this. <laughs> I don't think you guys are happy with that. Name. So we I don't had, think you are. Our podcast was teed up because it was Titus and Tate, and then yeah. what happened was no one knew how to spell it. They spelled T E E D, and it was yeah. supposed to be like a you know like the cool kids. You put apostrophe D. Right. was what we were going I'll for. Figure it out. People know how to spell it, so uh, the boss said, "Let's change the name." I said, uh. "I like getting paid." So <laughs> <laughs> I don't get, I don't get paid, and I'm sad that we lowered the bar. You know, it's <laughs> never good to lower the bar. No, James I mean, Cameron's upset that we know, lowered the bar. Shining podcast, it's a one shining moment, little spin. I whatever. like it. It, All right. it works. It's fine. I think it's going to work. Right. And uh, and that's going to be a couple times a week. Yeah, yeah. We'll be talking college hoops while you're having All fun right. with this. So. Now, listen, I didn't realize it, but I, I bet on college basketball more than even football because I don't know if you're aware of this, but last year I put up my own home. Um, oh, yeah, I remember if this. someone yeah. could complete a perfect yeah. uh, NCAA bracket, they would take over my house. My wife was not happy with this at all. Um, she said she was not going to move. And uh, luckily, no one even got like two, We did it on SI.com, like 260,000 entrants, and no one got to – there was one game Saturday. Did Notre Dame lose Saturday or win Saturday? There was one person left for the first game Saturday. The first game. The first Saturday, and, uh, and they lost. Now, what I'm thinking of doing this year is pushing it back and mm-hmm. saying if you could get through that first weekend. Am I playing with fire here? Am I getting too close? Uh, say what do you th- that, that feels yeah, that the, feels the dangerous. first weekend's a little much. I think really? it, I think yeah, maybe sweet 16, maybe yeah, because the first weekend, I don't know, some people get really lucky. That's I, a lot of that's 48 games. It is a lot games, of games. Yeah. Like, I mean, so it's the, it's the most yeah. You, you take away the, the 16s aren't going to beat the one. Right, okay. The, so the 15s probably aren't going to beat the two. At least two. 7 out of 8. Yeah. Unless you're Duke and you're playing, you know, yeah, Lehigh. Yeah. So it can be done. I, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm going from personal experience. Like I think the best I've, I've ever done with my bracket is like I only got three wrong. So and I'm an idiot with this from, stuff. Not all the way through. No, all I mean through? on the first round. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like so, I've done. So I'm thinking like there's got to be some so like twenty nine out, out of thirty two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do worry about that. I do worry. I, I, yeah, by the way, I'm just gonna keep pushing this until uh, if you could pick the play in game right, you get you in my house. <laughs> I'm stupid. I'll end up losing this uh, anyway. But anyway, you guys know a lot about this stuff. Uh, I don't know as much. Let's go. Um, they have odds. Bovada has odds on who's going to win the championship. Tate, does it bother you when Duke is four to one and your Tar Heels, your defending champion Tar Heels, are sixteen to one? Does that just kill you, or are you inspired by that? It just kills me because of the. If it were the other way around, say Duke won the title last year and this same group came back, if Joel Berry came back and that was the Duke team and they had Luke May that made the shot, they would definitely be odds on favorite and people would be losing their mind. Mm-hmm. It's just a double standard. And and what's funny about that is Coach K used to always say there was a double standard about North Carolina when Dean Smith was there, but now it's completely it's completely flipped. Is it though? Yes. Are you, what? Are, are we sure North Carolina is good? Oh, God. <laughs> I love it. That would be great I mean, if you guys slugged it out before Tate, you even got started on Tate, your you're, The blood is going to be on your hands when people bet on North Carolina. No, and I'm yeah. not saying North Carolina is going to win a title at all this They're year. They're not going to make the tournament. Oh, God. Wow. We don't need all this. Wow. They have, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the unbiased take here. They lost Good. like four of their five best players. Mm-hmm. The best player they have coming back is gets a different injury every other the week. The most outstanding he's, player he's from gonna, the Final Four last year. He's a great year. player, but he also got hurt playing video games. He's yeah. missing the start of the season because he <laughs> got hurt playing video games. Because he's uh, competitive and he loves the game. The second best want, player Titus? they have coming back made one shot in the tournament. And everyone thinks he's like great because he beat Kentucky with one shot. And if you look up his stats and like what right. he did the next game, right, he right, was right. nobody. He had 16 rebounds against Kentucky and they these have, people think that they're going to be they favorites. They have no recruits to speak of. No recruits Five star Raven Felton's <laughs> nephew. It's going to be this in is, the this NBA is it. next this year. This is the team that North Carolina has. And th- this is the same thing everyone was saying in 2010. They won in 09. <laughs> they lost their core in 09. They're like, it's all right. We'll be good. Oh. Inner 2010, ranked six in the country. What happened, Tate? Did they win it that year? What happened? No, we threw the NIT championship game, though. <laughs> wow. And that was the best thing we ever did. Can I just set up what's going on here? Logistically, <laughs> like, there is a curtain. It's weird because I'm facing Titus, and then there's a curtain behind me. And Tate, because he still has, he's producing this thing, and he still has to run the board and check for edits and write things down, he is behind us. But now I, I love it because Titus is, is egging him <laughs> it's on. Like it's like he's yelling at off. you, he's but he's yelling like, at me. He's like <laughs> laughing under his breath. He, he knows he knows he's getting your goat, Tate. All right, so Duke 4-1 to one to win this thing. Michigan State 6-1 to one is second. Uh, they have a lot of people predict as the number one player in the court, at least yeah, top yeah. two in the country. Miles Bridges is a sophomore, uh, the forward. They're six to one. What do you guys think of Michigan State? They that feels right. They're very young. Uh, they're like the sophomore team, whereas like Kentucky and Duke are more freshmen. Um, Michigan State, 
Miles Bridges is the best player. Tate might argue otherwise, but I, I think Miles Bridges is should be the best player, considered the best player. He's he is good enough to like carry a team. That's kind of what you want with this stuff is is like you want one guy who you can throw the ball to in the NCAA tournament and you want a team that plays good defense. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan State does both. I think people overvalue Tom Izzo though. Like Absolutely. just because yeah. He does have a great reputation, but um I don't know, the man's won one national title and if that's what we're betting on you have to take that into account. Like, yeah, he, like, and he may have lost a step a little bit. He lost by 20 to Kansas, a not-so-great right. Kansas team last year, but people will forget about that. Right, if they forget. It's very yeah. it's very much confirmation bias with Tom Izzo at this right. point. It's just, yeah, you throw out any time, you get smoked, but then when he takes mm-hmm. that seven seed to the Elite Eight, it's like, oh, my God, right? he did it again. Right, right. All right, but nonetheless, they're, they're second. Yeah, I think they're good. That that seems fair to me. Like if they, they, uh, They're very, very good teams. They're the best team he's had in a while. Tate, what do you think? Are they, uh, are they good enough to be second-ranked? Yeah, I think it's between them and Arizona, the two teams. But with Arizona, you have to worry about the whole – there's a whole FBI case. I don't know if people know about this. The FBI has investigated them at, the, at right now. So yeah. I think Michigan State is probably your best bet there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But you, now you say it's between those two. But Kentucky uh, also finds their way in there. They're plus no. 750. They're, yeah, they're that's bad. T- that's bad. Stay away no. from that. Yeah, yeah. Really? do not do that. They're, they're, Kentucky, this is like the – is this the youngest team Calipari's ever had? Yeah, probably. Absolutely. And I, even even the guys that they're bringing back that are so – like the surefire guys like Diallo, he didn't play last year. Everyone's yeah. treating him like he's returning. He didn't play. He came in January, and he almost went to the NBA anyway. So yeah. it's it's a weird team. Every Kentucky team's really young, but this one's younger than usual. And Kevin yeah, Knox is the other big time player, also also a, a freshman, right? Yep, Kevin Knox is great. They got Nick Richards. They got a, a point guard. That's you know, I mean, it's basically the same. It's the usual suspects. The four big five star guys that Cal brings in. He figures out who wants to buy in on defense by January. And then he tries to turn them into like a defensive team at some point, and then they're going to see if they can outscore people. But mm-hmm. they're all good, but there's no one that's really great. I mean, and maybe P.J. Washington and Kevin Knox are the two guys, the two freshmen that are good. But All right, so let's do this. So you guys give me yeah. a winner, uh, you know, maybe maybe a favorite-ish team, and then maybe a mid-range and maybe a long shot. Let's start with you, Titus. Who do, who do you like to win? So I like Arizona um, plus nine. I think Arizona is the best team in the country. Nine I think they're the odds. most talented team. They have senior. They have a senior point guard. That he's not the best player on the team, but they mm. they probably have the three best players in the Pac-12. And uh-huh. I know the Pac-12 is the greatest conference, um, but the Pac-12 does turn out a ton of talent. And Arizona probably has the three best players. Uh, the the one thing about them is there there are two things about them. One, the FBI thing at any moment. If it was the NCAA that was dealing with this stuff, they would let them win the title and then sort yeah, it out later. We deal with right. it three but years. But the later. FBI would, you know, they could they could make the final four and the FBI come in and arrest everybody before the game. Right and on the there's spot. Nothing, huh? There's nothing anyone can do about it. Um, so that, they have this FBI thing looming over them. No one knows what the hell is going to go on there. Uh, and the other thing, Sean Miller has never made a final four. That's kind of like his mo is that he he's the best coach to never make a final four. He keeps losing in the Elite Eight. Um, yeah. I don't know how much weight people want to put into that. I I don't. I mean, like every coach is the coach that doesn't make the Final Four until right. they do. That was Jay Wright couldn't win the big one, and then he did. And now right. all of a sudden, you know. So at he some point, that. these guys are going to do it. And um, I don't. know. Arizona to me is is the favorite that I like the most. I guess um, of of the you know those top five or six teams or whatever. They what did they do? They made it to the Sweet Sixteen last year. Lost a yeah, close they, they one. Kind of choked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Xavier went two three zone and Miller froze. That which is, is which impossible is in the, in the yeah. tournament. That Xavier yeah. team. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Arizona at nine to one. Tate, let's hear your uh, your favoriteish favorite. I think I'm going to take Kansas and. Mm. Uh, I think Bill Self, he's sort of, we've gone back to the point where, are we sure Bill Self is doing, you know, is he is he taking the talent and he maximizing the talent? You know, that's where we're at with him. Mm-hmm. And Devontae Graham last year, I mean, I Titus and I talked about this a lot. I mean, Frank Mason got all the accolades and all the credit, but Devontae Graham could have been possibly their best player on the team. He was great in the tournament, too. And now it's his team this year. They got this guy, Malik Newman, who transferred from Mississippi State that's going to play yeah. this year, who's really, really good. Another guard to help him out. Uh, they might have the best backcourt in the country. And at plus 1,600, I don't know. I think that's pretty good value for Tate, Kansas. Tate thought this guy, Devontae Graham, was better than the National Player of the Year last year. He, uh-huh. he was on his team. Yeah, take it. Take a wild guess where Devonte Graham is from. Just, just uh, if you had to guess what state he's Chapel, from. Oh, uh, specifically, is <laughs> it North Carolina? Is that it, Tate? He's from Raleigh, North Carolina. But I, I he, Tate, I don't want any biased takes. There's, there's, I want that. I'll have the gender <laughs> trifecta back. That, 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 that's unbiased. Devonte <laughs> Graham no, is I'm unbelievable. Good. I'm busting Tate's balls. He's really, he is really, really, he's really good. Tate, so. you know, Tate already has the center for the Carolina Tar Heels football team. Hates him. So I think that's a goal here to get. We're on good terms now. You we, are. We've come full circle. We gotta yep. get one good of the 
loves the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll happen once they listen to Titus. All right, sure. Titus, what do you like for a mid-range? Uh, so mid-range, the, when I pulled up the odds, the thing that jumped out to me was Villanova at 28-1. Mm. Oh. to one. Mm. That, to me, is shocking. Villanova is as good as a lot of the teams that they've had every year. They have this big kid, Amari Spellman, who sat out last year because of academic – it was like his academic thing that um, he actually kind of got screwed with that. But uh, mm-hmm. he, he was, was he McDonald's All-American team? Yeah, he was a five-star kid. Yeah, five-star kid who sat out last year. He's eligible now. They got Jalen Brunson, a point guard who is everyone's pick to like be a first-team All-American point guard. You, you love point guards in the tournament. Point yeah. guards matter. They got Mikael Bridges, who's this this lanky, long, X-Factory type guy that can, he, he actually was, he played a big role in the, uh, the, the, 2016 title run he, he was like a defensive stopper for them mm-hmm. he's still there um i i love i actually do love jay Wright. like he, he for the longest time he was the coach that sucked at, in the tournament but um i don't know he i think villanova at, at 28 to 1 is, uh, did they have any, pretty shocking any competition in the in the big east even uh xavier will be good oh, i guess yeah. yes. um yeah. But but not really. Yeah, it the, seems the like answer, everyone's I mean, way down. They're gonna they're gonna win. I mean they're gonna win like twenty eight to thirty two games. Right. Get a two seed probably mm-hmm. and be you know so um, that that to me I don't know that that's the one thing that jumped out to me when I looked at pretty the good odds. So, if you have a two yeah. seed at twenty eight to one, yeah, come, I, come yeah. tournament time they're gonna be uh, eleven or twelve to one at any two seed. So that's good odds if uh, if it plays out that way. What about you, Tate? Mid-range. Yeah, I had Villanova there too. Uh especially Phil Booth. A lot of people forget Phil Booth was pretty I much forgot Phil Booth. <laughs> Phil Booth is literally the one that won the game for them. I know Chris Jenkins hit the shot and that's what everyone remembers, but the Villanova game itself between Brunson and Booth, those were the two guys that were pretty much unstoppable for them. I think Booth had like 16 points in that game against Carolina uh when they won and he's back. He was out last year with an injury. Uh but I don't want to say the same what? thing as Titus cuz I want to be a little differing of opinion yeah. here. So I'm going to say Virginia Virginia, and I wouldn't even know. I don't even know if that's middle tier, but they're sixty-six to one. They have these two guys, Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy. They're basically two white shooting guards that are like JJ Redick esque, mm-hmm. and they just score a lot of points. They're basically gunners, and uh, they got Isaiah um, Wilkins coming back. Dominique Wilkins steps on, and mm-hmm. he's going to be a senior this year. He's a great guy, hustle guy, gets a lot of blocks, great defender. Um, I don't know Virginia. I feel like now they're not going to have any expectations this year. They may actually do well when that is the case. And the past few years when they've had everyone looking at them, they kind of choke on the big stage. So maybe Tony Bennett figures it out this year. Yeah, and look, look at this. Of course, I looked it up. Ty Jerome. Yeah, it's from Greensboro, North Carolina. Huh. Huh. That's, That's weird. No, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know that to be true. I don't know. I uh, literally, I was like, "That's unbelievable," because I didn't even know that. <laughs> Virginia, I think, scored thirty-nine in their uh, Sweet Sixteen game against Florida, but that, that was a weird Florida team. But you, okay, you like them as what did you say they were? Sixty-six. Sixty-six to one. Yeah. I thought okay. sixty-six to one, not a long shot. Yeah, that's a that's a long that shot. Feels like but long shot right what what's, what's your long shot, Tate? What, what, oh, I can't I, even I, imagine. I'll wait. We'll wait yeah, on it. Just but wait. I can't. Imagine what the odds are. All right, Ted, what's your what's your long shot? My long shot was going to be Miami, which is sixty six to one. Mm, Miami has a, so my formula. And I, I I've said this already. I, I will say it if you listen to one shining podcast, I'll say it a thousand times on our podcast. Mm. NCAA tournament formula is NBA guard play and great defense. That's mm-hmm. what always wins out. It's always the most important thing. Guys get lured into caring about seven footers who can dunk. They they love sexy offenses. That that what wins in the tournament. Miami has two might have the best backcourt in the country. They got a they got a kid, Bruce Brown, who could have been a first round pick last year, came back, mm-hmm. um, is gonna be a stud. And they also got a McDonald's All American and Lonnie Walker, who's those two dudes are gonna be unstoppable this year for Miami. They're gonna be fun to watch. Um and they play good defense. And that's I mean, that's kind of where that's my entire pitch right there. Yeah. That that's not to say I think they're gonna win the title, but at sixty six to one, that that jumped out to me. Always a tough out, always pull pull an upset somewhere in there. I think they were like twenty one and eleven last year. Uh, around there. All right, let's hear it. Tate, who's your long shot? Are they even on our list? No, I mean, <laughs> look, to be honest, to be honest, Miami would have been the long shot, but they had the same odds as Virginia. So okay. I, I, once again, I'm going to let uh, Titus have that one. But then I'm going to pick a team that also has the exact same odds, and that's Notre Dame, and they're also 66-1. to one. Mm. Uh, I really love Bonzi Colson for people. First of all, I love the name Bonzi. Bonzi's a great name. Pretty good. He's going to He'll probably lead the ACC in double doubles. He'll probably be a first team All American, Titus, right? I mean, or at least be in the yeah, conversation. He was, he was second behind uh, uh, Miles Bridges in 
all American preseason voting. Yeah, yeah. so he's he, on the he's, radar. He's, yeah. Everyone knows him. People will vote for him now. And then they have this guy, Matt Farrell, who's basically the Matthew Dellavedova of college basketball. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. He's just a gunner, grit, does everything you want him to do, dives on the floor, slaps the floor, you know, but not obnoxiously like his if he went to Duke or something. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think Notre Dame's he's a, a good guy. He's a white guy, Sal. I don't know if you picked up. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. I don't know if they mentioned that. I got you. Yeah. Jim Rat, you know, works hard. Uh, all, all the words uh, that uh, fit that word cloud. Uh, but, yeah, I think Notre Dame is a team that could really sneak up on some people, especially Bonzi, in the ACC. Bonzi Colson, by the way, is like 6'5", and he plays center. He's like Charles He's Barkley. Amazing. Yeah. He really is like the Charles Barkley. He had, Left-handed he, Barkley. He beat Carolina and Duke last year, right? Didn't he have big shooting games? Yep. I think he won, won both as well. All right. So and, was, but, he dropped 31 on Duke and Cameron Indoor last year. Wow. And that's saying something. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's All right, let's good. go over your picks real quick. Uh Go ahead. You guys announce them because I, I lost track already. <laughs> so, do you, Tate, you have Duke? Yeah, so. No. <laughs> if anyone bets on Duke 4-1, to one, I, I want to know. It must be Marvin Bagley's dad. Uh, it's kind of silly because what would they even be if they were a one, the, the best one seed? They yeah. couldn't be even odds or 2-1. to one. They would have to be plus 350. So why would you, you know, great, Grayson gets hurt and you're. Uh, I don't think this, ruined. Tate, this Duke team isn't as good. As, As last, last year's year, team, like not at this even point, close. like going into last year, I would have been more confident in last year's team than this year's team right. for sure. And you saw how last year ended up. So, okay, All my, right. my picks were Arizona nine to one. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite that I liked. They got the FBI thing. Keep that in mind. Yep. Uh, Villanova twenty eight to one. Like them, they're going to be a typical Villanova team. Uh, Miami sixty six to one. Great guards, great defense. All right. Yep, and I got Kansas sixteen to one. Devonte Graham, aka the apostrophe, that's his nickname. Uh, remember the name there. Uh, and then I got Virginia sixty six to one, and Notre Dame sixty six to one. All right, and if those Arizona uh, odds fly to like twenty to one, you know the FBI's on their heels, right? That's how you know. And and same with Miami. Miami could have the FBI. Uh, basically, every team in every college team basketball could have the FBI. Have the FBI <laughs> team. Any team that's ever landed a five star recruit <laughs> might have the FBI. <laughs> No one's go. safe. Bradley's going to get that, a call. That, that's my that's my gambling advice. Bet yeah. on the FBI to win this year. I like that. All right. That Thanks, Rick Pitino. Look what you've done here. All right. Now, one fake prop. At least I think it's fake. I haven't seen it anyway. Which number is bigger? Jay Billis, got to go to work tweets, or Dick Vitale, glass eye mentions during a broadcast or as a studio analyst? <laughs> I have one eye, and I can see that. That's big. it. Oh, I, baby, I got one eye. Even with one eye, I know what a TPT is. He's a diaper dandy, baby. <laughs> Jay Billis, always go. Tate, are we about to? It got cut from our podcast. We were talking about how Jay Billis goes to all these luncheons, and um, mm-hmm. he, he's become the he's become the guy that people go to when they need a, a speaker. And maybe, maybe that's what he means when he's going to work. He's going to like luncheons to speak about how the NCAA is terrible. <laughs> and it's all but, about moral things. It's like moral quandaries in life. They're like Jay Billis. You know, we had this office argument. What would you do with that? And he's like, mm, well, if I was if I was in the huddle, as a lawyer, he, he starts a lot of sentences with as a lawyer because he has a lawyer. I love it. All right, we're cutting Tate. You have to cut that from the podcast. I'm not letting that live. No. All right, so you guys are going. You guys are going. Billis tweets over Vital Glass Eye mentions. Uh, Diggy V. I think Diggy V knows the end is near, and he's just going to start just letting him fire. Who knows? I think he's yeah. just like he, he's he's upset that Billis took his spot in the yeah. uh, in the Duke Carolina game. And right. Diggy V's just yeah, and and his boy Patino's gone now. Yeah, it's rough. He he feels the incoming. He's just going to start letting the, the the glass eye thing. He's gonna it, we're gonna get unhinged, Diggy V, which is scary because. Like if this if what's coming is unhinged, then what does that mean? That's true. What, what, what we already seen. That's true. I think it's definitely Billis tweets. He tweets all the time. You I love mean, that. Yeah, he 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 he's been riding that. He's been doing this since two thousand eight. I looked at it all the way. I went all the way back to two thousand eight to see when it started. So we're going on almost a decade now. Of Jay Billis, got to go to work. Got to go to work. All Jay right. Billis rip, listens to rap music. Isn't that cool? Does he? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, young Jeezy isn't even young anymore. He's just Jeezy. He doesn't even talk about going. Does Jeezy talk uh, about going to work? Where is he stealing uh, this yeah. line from, Billis? Yeah. All right. Listen, these two are great. Mark Titus, Tate Frazier. The the uh, name of the podcast is, uh, reluctantly, they named it One Shining Moment. <laughs> Love the title. <laughs> you can listen to that for uh, a couple times a week, right? A couple times a week. We're going to be, yeah, churning them out. Yeah, yeah. A lot to talk about. A lot of teams, a lot of, a lot of action. All right, I'm excited for that. Simmons is trying to kill Tate Frazier. He doesn't. Have, he doesn't have enough podcasts and not <laughs> producing enough. So, there you go. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against the Odds of Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame, or you just want to shoot us an email, do so. Cousin Sal Against All Odds at gmail.com. Watch Jimmy Kimmel live at 11:35 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta. Mark Titus, Tate Frazier. 
I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na,